Welcome back to the happy hour right here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I am Rico, still joined by Bach. Again, Nick's out taking bug anatomy. I don't know what it is. Taking <laughs> yeah. some class. Something about school, something about learning. I don't yeah. know. Kind of loser still goes to school. <laughs> trying to better his life. What are, you, what are you trying to do? <laughs> Be better at what you're doing? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, man. But like I said, we have some Matt Rule audio. And uh, if you want to listen to that, get to YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Check us out on Allo Channel 951. Tell all your friends about it. Tell them that the Royals are over the radio. So you need to get to one of the streams to check us out and hear some of this Matt Rule audio. Because as I mentioned before, talking about the tight ends today, because I think they had uh, Bob Wager in and a couple of the, the, the tight ends at the podium today. But we got some Rule audio when he was talking about that. A review of the tight end room, which he thinks is is going to be uh, a strength of, of this football team, including a couple of the walk-ons. Yeah, it's one of our more t- uh, talented groups. Um, you know, uh, Fedoni's like, yeah, I, I kind of have always have like a couple guys like, you know, that, that I'm trying to like really work with. And Fedoni's kind of one of my guys, man. I really like the guy. He's so competitive. He's so driven, um, you know, and uh, sometimes when you're driven, it drives you all over the place. Like you just can't stand just doesn't love bottom, right? Like I'm a little bit wired that way. Um, you know, the best players I've been around are wired that way. So just, you know, I've tried to limit him even more than we've limited him and he fights me every time. So I just love his competitive nature. Uh, Eric is just re- really, really talented and a big physical presence. You know, Borgature and Lindemeyer are two guys, you know, that, that have walked on here that, that play like scholarship players. You know, they've, they've, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they would have started for me in a lot of places I've been. They can start here, I believe. So really like those guys and what they've done. Um, uh, you know, Applegate coming back off the injury. Um, really been pleased with him. And, you know, uh, um, you know, you know the rest of the guys just they, they battle. So really like the group. Um, I think it's one of our stronger positions. Um, and then we brought, you know, we brought Bonner over. He's kind of like looking like a weapon X hybrid type of a guy. Like we had, and he had class. I know you guys want to interview him, but you know, he had class. And so I, he's, he had to, he had to leave for that, but um, he's kind of one of those hybrid guys that I think with a, with what Sat's done at some places he's been, some of the things I've done, we can use him in a lot of different ways. So before we get into Bonner, because I know that everybody wants to hear about everybody wants to hear about Bonner. Unfortunately, he he had class, so nobody yeah. was able to interview him. Um, Thomas Sedoni, number one tight end recruit in his class. Eric, uh, Eric, I don't know how to <laughs> sure. pronounce. Hold on, a lot of people on. say different things, yeah, yeah, and the coaches like, don't know. Yeah, right, let me see if I can really work with. And Sedoni's kind of one of my guys, man. I, he's so, um, you know, and uh, sometimes when you're driven to drive, I'm a little bit wired that way. You know, the best talk so much. He likes I've tried to limit him even competitive nature. Uh Eric is just Eric. There we go. Eric. I no no not to sound rude. He Matt Rule talks so much. <laughs> he talks so much. He talks to do so much. There, yeah. But I, I'm not mad at it. It's it, he gives really thoughtful it's better than not getting really, much. Yeah, he gives coach. really thoughtful answers. He just goes really into detail, but sometimes he just get he just goes. I'm interested to he see just goes. in the after the losses if he's gonna be, you know, similar. I'm you know, I think he go will back be. and look at I think he will know, be. I yeah. think he, he's just he's a talker. He likes to talk. He's, yeah. he's he's very good with his words. Um sounds but, like he could talk for like hours about Thomas Fedoni. <laughs> right. It sounds like it. So Fedoni, the number one Titan recruit in his class, Eric, the number one Titan recruit in his class. You got both of them, both freaks of nature, physical specimens. I am going to love seeing two tight end sets with those two. Obviously, you have Nate Borgature, who's the most experienced out of anybody in that tight end room. I would say he's more experienced than, than Eric because he played one season at Baylor TCU. Who's this? Eric. 
Uh, yeah. Where did he play? Because he transferred to Georgia from LSU. Yeah. Yeah, LSU. That's where it was. He went to LSU. Then he transferred to Florida for like a week, and then he transferred. <laughs> then he transferred to Georgia. Um, and he, I think he didn't play his first year. Played very or played very sparingly, and then barely played this last year. Um, but I would say Borkutcher probably has the most in-game experience out of anybody in the tight end room. And he's a walk-on as you, as you heard uh, playing like a starter, him and, and Luke Lindenmeyer, who is a red shirt freshman out of Papillion La Vista. If I'm remembering correctly, those two walk-ons playing very well, but Thomas Fedoni coming off of two major knee injuries, um, wanting to push himself, obviously an extreme competitor, wanting to get on the field, wanting to, to give his all and show what he can do uh, once the season starts but Rule told us earlier in the year, before spring practice or right at the beginning of spring practice, he's going to limit Fedoni, and he's mad at him because he's going to limit him. Apparently, he's been cutting him loose a little bit more now um, due to the fact that he he has been told that he feels a little bit more healthy and that he can go a little bit harder. Um, and I think that's great to get a, a true look at Fedoni and Eric uh, on the field together and seeing what they can do with with. Um, Sims, Harburg, whoever the quarterback is throwing them the ball. Yeah, I, I, I and I agree with them. I think the tight end room is, is going to be a real strength for Nebraska this year, because if they truly use the tight ends in the way that those tight ends are supposed to be used, those two are going to be massive weapons. Yeah, I can't wait to see, like, obviously the, the Fondoni coming back from injury um, and, and and you know, just it, to hear that, I thought that was interesting to hear, like, he's one of my guys. And, and so you kind of ask, like, what does Matt Rule do specifically? Um, you know, some people could say from his days of, of, of offensive line or, like you'll, you know, you'll get different answers because he's kind of just a, a head coach, a CEO type of head coach. So, mm -hmm. But um, to to be able to have the, the experience that he's had in his past to be able to go and maybe have guys. I mean, I don't know how many he has five or six guys, maybe that he really is interested, focused in, uh, in on. And you know, you, you hear him talk there. I mean, he, he's got the same drive as all the great players that he's been around before. So um, it, it's it, he's definitely interested in Tony. Um, for Eric or Eric Gilbert, it is interesting too. He actually does have a little bit of experience because when he played at LSU, he caught over three hundred yards. Uh, worth of passing, 368 yards on 35 uh, receptions. But he was a wide. They used him as a wide receiver, right? I don't think he was lying. I he might have been in line, but I I think for the most part they used him kind of spread out in like a slot or something mm. as a wide receiver because he's a freak athlete. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be bigger than everybody, and he's pretty fast as well. Well, yeah, and and, and that's what I want to see too. And and you know the other thing is he. You look at last year when he was behind Darnell Washington and and that that group at at Georgia Brock Bowers. That's, that's the best. That might be the best tight end room. I mean, up there with all time. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, obviously he didn't get a whole lot of, of, of playing time or anything to do there. But um, uh, certainly a guy that like, I mean, the, the, the <laughs> he's a big 10 tight end. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Uh, he, he if, if you were looking into getting into some smash mouth football, big 10 West style, um, which I think they're going to do with their, their fullback. At least they're saying, mm -hmm. you know, two tight ends says fullbacks. Um, he's going to fit in uh, very well there. And it is good to have a guys like Borgature guys that you've seen uh, do it in the past and, and, and probably are going to improve on themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not the, the most athletically gifted, but they have enough athleticism to make division one rosters. And, um, the know-how to to get on the field, even if it's due to injuries, get on the field and produce at a at a at a decent rate. Because Borkutcher yeah. Borkutcher produced last year when when your tight ends were going down. You know you didn't have Fedoni. Um and um oh why am I spacing on his name? Um 
nope, whatever. When your tight ends, <laughs> yeah. when your tight ends were injured and, and they couldn't go, uh, Nate Borgatcher stepped up, stepped in, and and provided a lot of relief for Travis Folkelek. Travis Folkelek, thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank I did. So I, you could thank me more if I would have came up with it on. No, the it's spot, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Travis Folkelek, <laughs> when he went down for for a couple of games, Nate Borgatcher stepped in, stepped out. But um, speaking of Eric Gilbert there's kind of an issue with him transferring mm. to Nebraska because this is the second time that he's transferred. I know you get the first time transfer. I think they're trying to work something out here. And Matt rule was asked about it. I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know the timing. Honestly, those things are always, no, nah, I, I don't, I can't, I don't want to say anything about it. I just don't know. You know, I, I'm completely out of my hands. So, um, you know, I, I'll just say this when I, when I took Eric, I, I told him, I said, Hey, um, this is, uh, this is a long-term play for you and, you know, in, in your future. So if it works out where he can play this year, which I believe he should be able to, then great. And if he can't, then we're going to help him get ready for next year or for the NFL. So, um, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen a lot in football, you know, and I just think there are a lot of, a lot of these guys, um, they just need someone to give them a chance, like a real chance and do things the right way. And so um, I like him a lot. So we're going to, we're doing that. He's doing excellent in school, great kid. So I hope it works out for him. Now I don't know exactly what the the waiver is for or or why he wouldn't be able to play outside of this is his second time transferring. Um but it it seems through that if he's not able to play they're going to get him ready for the NFL, he wouldn't play here next year. Yeah, potentially. So that's that's strange in a, on its own. Obviously hoping that he can get the waiver. I again I don't know what exactly it's for. We have to do some more uh digging into that, but you know that would be a pretty massive blow for Nebraska, but also that would open up a scholarship spot. Yeah, there you go. It would be, but and it's uh, it, it's it's something that um, they knew when they took him. I mean, this was this was part of anybody getting uh, getting him in the transfer portal for the second time. So um, it will be very disappointing um, based on the past. He might have had a better opportunity if he would have transferred somewhere else, because for some reason, the, Nebraska doesn't usually land on the right side of these things. Yeah. But uh, uh, hopefully that waiver. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, mean, I should have just done some research on who has the best waiver percentages. Maybe yeah, somebody's who, got who, who gets their players to play more with waivers. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska, not that high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that'll be uh, that will be a pretty big blow if that doesn't happen, at least for the potential of what. Uh, what could be because that two tight end set and again Borkcher, those guys uh, can't wait to see what they do as well but I mean you said it yourself I mean these guys are highly highly touted coming out of kind of out of high school haven't quite gotten there yet um, but this this offense could almost I mean it's kind of like last year's offense where if Austin Allen would have came back I, I mean I think they would have pretty much you know he would have been the the you know base of the offense basically and if yeah. these guys you know in the, in the in the big 10 um along with the running game you know you don't have the deep threat in trey palmer i don't believe this year uh i know you don't have great palmer but i don't know if you've got you know you were talking about a guy's like committee approach to taking over trey palmer i don't care how many of you guys you don't have his speed <laughs> you know there's certain things you just can't do i mean you have the freshmen who a couple right. of them have a lot of speed but they're freshmen yeah. and the guys that have that speed aren't on campus yet because they're trying to finish out their high school track careers. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, but I mean, the, 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 but what you could see easily is if this offense goes the way that they're planning on it, you know, that big running back room, um, the, you know, the quarterback run thrown in there, tight ends. I mean, that's, that's what I want to see. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent, like I'd love to see both uh, Gilbert and Fedoni just be like, 
be like George's tight end room last year, where it's just like mm-hmm. both these guys are dominant. Like, All right, this is the guy. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to have have that. I think they could both play a role, but you really want to see one of them break out. Mm-hmm. And so my thought with with the two tight ends with the fullbacks and everything, if you're if you are committed to running the ball, if this team is committed to running the ball, you remember what teams that were committed to running the ball and had decent tight ends did against Nebraska. You run, you run, you run play action tight end fakes the block goes into the not goes into the flat but just runs like a a quick crossing route route, gets the ball and somehow gets 25 yards because there's nobody close to him if nebraska can do that and take advantage of that again very highly rated supreme athletes in fedoni and gilbert if though if one of those guys gets the ball in space i mean there's there's no limit to to what they can do in space against, you know, one-on-one against a safety or a corner, um, maybe even a linebacker. I mean, they're, they're huge uh, physical specimens that can make people miss, can outrun people and can probably run somebody over. So if Nebraska is truly committed to running a ball, running a two tight end set, expect some plays like that and hopefully expect them to go for big games. Uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, and, and, and too, you just wonder, but like Gilbert's definitely has the the size for the blocking part of that, too, because if they're going to be running the ball, like you said, if you're going to you're going to make some face on play action, they've got to be pretty darn good blocking. And I, I, I'd love to see uh, kind of how he develops there. Um, but, you know, they, they do lose their best blocker in Travis Vokalek. So if you're talking about kind of those edge setters, um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how good they are in that because they're they're pretty highly touted uh you know i think part and mostly impartial kind of what you're thinking through the past game but mm-hmm. for a tight end that's a big part of the game too yeah hopefully they're able to block as well as they can catch the ball hopefully they can catch the ball very well and yeah. i we've seen eric gilbert we've seen fedoni in high school not quite yet uh at the division one level and quickly before we go to break another tight end that they meant that that rule mentioned right there at the end a guy who's switching over from wide receiver to tight end janeer and bonner who when he first got to Nebraska, was listed at six foot one, 195 pounds. Now he's listed at six foot three, 200 pounds. He grew still a little light yeah. for a tight end, especially in the Big Ten. But somebody who they like his size, they like his length. Um, a guy who 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 will be able to, you know, as we were just saying, probably catch the ball um, very well coming over from wide receiver. But in terms of that inline blocker and being that guy in a in a two tight end running back fullback set. How much can you really rely on him? Well, and I want to know, too. I mean, does he pack a punch, like you said, like kind of in, in the ground game? They're losing a guy that wasn't all too, you know, all that big in Chancellor Burrington. But he was, uh, you know, especially in goal line packages, you get him in motion. Ooh, look out. You know, that was part of the fun. Of the last that was everybody's of favorite play. <laughs> right. Everybody wanted to get down on the one because they just want to see Chancellor Burrington take someone's head off. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that's that's the plan or anything like that moving forward with him. But um. obviously, you know, I, I, I think that is clearly uh, more of a passing game type of move. But, I, you know, the same type of deal there is, is you know, how, how effective can he be as an undersized tight end? It's going to be really interesting to see what exactly Nebraska does with Jenner and Bonner as he moves over from wide receiver to tight end. Um, but that's going to be, you know, didn't he say early on in camp that it's, it's not like so he's not like your traditional tight end. We don't want to call him an H back for some reason. They called him like an F back. Yeah, anything. it's like an F back. It's it's so if you go back and watch some of the South Carolina tape from when Satterfield was at South Carolina, they had a tight end that people are comparing mm-hmm. Jenner and Bonner to. And, you know, he was at tight end. He was in he was uh, in the backfield sometimes in the slot lined up uh, outside as a wide receiver. It was just it was uh, in again, not off the field. It was like uh, Aaron Hernandez in New England Mm. where he's a tight end, but we're going to throw him all over the field because he's a crazy athlete. Yeah. 
So I think that's kind of what they're going for with that. But um, with that, we're going to hit another break and bring in the guys from on the block for a little bit of a crossover action right here on the happy hour. <laughs> 